1: Welcome to The Profit Podcast, everything NFL and fantasy football related all season long with your host, Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Profit Podcast. Today, we've got a very special guest, the Fantasy Freaks from TikTok. You all know them. Over 400,000 followers. They're here to talk about some fantasy football. Hopefully, there is a season. We've got Brandon and Kevin on air. How are you guys doing today? We're doing, doing well. good.
0: Brandon, you want to start us off to talk a little about how we're excited to be on Calvin's pod, man? <laughs> yeah, we've been really itching to talk some fantasy with Calvin. Uh, we've been messing with each other uh, back and forth for a few weeks,
1: and we're finally on. And uh, yeah, really excited to talk about fantasy. It's going to be fun. You guys are huge on TikTok. Uh, I, I, I'm fairly new to the fantasy football stuff, and you guys are on my For You page three times a day. <laughs> oh, gosh.
0: Yeah, so um we've definitely grown a lot on on uh, TikTok, you know, we we started in November, uh first week of November. November. Yeah. <laughs> so when
1: did you start? I started like uh probably April or May. Probably April. Yeah, you, April hey, like you've five. grown pretty was, good then, the yeah. Yeah. It's doing pretty well. But 400,000 since November, that's insane.
0: Yeah, so did- we've had a lot of growth and we started up, we were kind of posting content a little bit more similar to what you do, Calvin. like we were posting a lot of just fantasy breakdowns of like the matchups for the games. Yeah. We were just talking about like, we'd go through like Bengals versus Patriots. Then we talk about all the players and what our thoughts were on. Like, and we had to get it within a minute. Like, you guys still hear me? Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so we started that and they were doing well and we just kept posting, right? We're just posting, like trying to just put out content. That's what you got to do when you first start. And since then what brandon we're up to about 540 videos or so yeah about uh and
1: so you guys post a lot
0: yeah well we were posting like maybe, Four, we were i think 14 every friday before the uh nfl yeah. weekend so oh wow every friday we're posting like 14 videos now we post about two a day that's like our two a day kind of our, our sweet spot but um we were posting mainly fantasy football stuff and i'm sure you kind of know calvin like There's only so much you can get out of only fantasy content Mm -hmm. because like the whole for you people don't, not everyone loves fantasy football. A lot more people like football, but that fantasy football is even more niche from that. Yeah. So we kind of broadened out to post more just like broad NFL stuff. And then we're trying to work in some fantasy stuff because that's like what our true passion is. But um, it's worked out good because we've hit some viral videos, which is what gets us a lot of our followers. But then- We enjoy it though. And we have fun with it. And, you know, we really enjoy our fan base.
1: Well, they're good videos. I always love the ones where it's like, guess like who's going to be number one. And that's like an obscure stat. And I always think I know. I'm like, oh, it's definitely someone like Julio. And then it's like some obscure wide receiver. Those are
0: fun to watch. Brandon, you remember we did the video on um, like the highest breaking tackle percentage or something? Yeah, yeah, that was the one. (laughs) Yeah, was it Camara? I feel like it was. Yeah, I think it was Kamara, but there are some randos uh, in, in between, like Kamara and like the fifth guy that people were like. I, yeah, like, I think uh, Damien
1: Williams whatever. was on there. I was I not Damian expecting Damien Williams to be on there. Yeah, I think Singletary made it. I think too. Yeah, Sing- Devin
0: Singletary, who not too many people know about. So. Oh, I love yeah. Singletary. He's he's yeah. so fun to watch. He is fun. He's you guys, a fun you guys player mentioned to
1: watch. you have the Game Pass right now because it's free. Go watch Singletary every run he has. He like makes someone miss. It's so much fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I need to check him out more because I feel like. There was still – we didn't get to see all of De- Devin Singletary mm-hmm. last year. But that's a little bit of – I mean, I'm trying to think what else we can tell tell everyone about us, Brandon, like our history and what do you know? Anything, Brandon, you want to add? No, I mean, as you – I mean, you said it all. We started with fantasy and we've kind of made our way into just football in general right now because there's not much to talk about in terms of fantasy. But hopefully we'll kick back hopefully. up. Yeah, especially if the season starts if it if does if the
1: season is canceled are you guys going to resort to tiktok dances
0: yes we will <laughs> that might be that might be the move calvin We're, we'll first we'll cry for about a month and then
1: a month the TikTok of dances grieving, will come. and then the tiktok Wait, dances will come. so the
0: question is are we renegating or what like i think renegating is where it's at so i think that's what we'll go with right <laughs> please <stop. laughs> but yeah oh. no, hopefully tiktok doesn't get banned though that's the big thing that's the oh, big
1: thing. That w- if TikTok gets banned and, and and NFL cancels, that'd just be the worst. Like that'd just be the worst couple of weeks ever.
0: Oh, gosh, that would make 2020 even worse. Yeah, way worse like, than our. What else
1: can they take? I saw today. I don't know if it's true, but I saw a squirrel in Colorado has bubonic plague. Which oh, <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> I think I did see that, Calvin. That I did not see that yet. Wow. <laughs> that's morgan news man thank you No, you, you guys you said you f-
1: you film uh you post two videos a day about that's the sweet spot you guys you said before we started recording you are not brothers and we can see from your zoom backgrounds you're in different houses yeah. you guys live near each other enough that you can get together and record twice a day or do you record it all like all the weeks videos in one setting like how do you produce them
0: yeah so i mean we live like five minutes away from each other. So occasionally we'll try to meet up and get multiple videos done and think of multiple ideas. But uh, surprisingly, we'll we'll usually just film uh, at each other's houses alone. And that's just more of the effective way we found out. So. Mm-hmm. We do like getting together for the videos because I yeah. think it does just totally provides a different look, like seeing us together or doing it together. Yep. But um, Brandon and I weren't like – we both go to Ohio state, but we weren't living together this past fall and stuff. So it didn't always work out where we could film together. And obviously as of late, you know, it's been a little harder, but we do get together sometimes and Brandon will film and like, we'll send each other our videos. We'll, I mean, we're, we're pretty good about coordinating it now. And when we both film one individually, like we each film one per day. And a lot of times, unfortunately, like we don't really batch them that much. Like we kind of each just like film one video per day rather than being like, okay, let's film seven videos today. Just, I don't know why it always works out that way. Like we just have a hard time putting away like five hours just to like grind out videos.
1: It's It's hard to sit down and say, I'm going to do like the next two weeks all in one sitting. That's what I've been doing. That's, (laughs) I've been doing, I usually record for two hours every Monday night. And then I, and then I have like a 60 minute video on my phone and I have to go through and put it into the drafts and, and it's just a headache Ugh. at this point.
0: Yeah, it's a headache. So but it, it would be better if we batch them though, honestly, mm-hmm. like, it, it would be so much more worth our time because then we don't have to put away a certain time every single day to video because it's tough. Like, you know, we have work and so it's a little hard yeah. to always make sure we can mm-hmm. always put together maybe an hour to be able to get all of our filming and stuff done.
1: Now, who edits together the uh, little slider at the end that shows how close you are to finishing the video? Because that's like every time I see one of your videos, one of the top comments is like, guys, they have a slider that shows how close they are.
0: Oh, you're saying at the bottom, like showing how much the videos elapsed? You're yeah. Saying? yeah. Yeah. So I, I do that. Um, it's just a little thing I added. It's actually as of late, we haven't really been using it. I'm trying like there's a, there's a, there's different pros and cons to it what I would say is the pros are like, it looks cool and people kind of yeah. like think of it as like a cool editing feature and that it's a good, but the one problem is it gives people a little bit of a recognition of like they're getting close to the end, which kind of promotes like sometimes can promote that? like not, wa- yeah, not watching it again. If that makes okay. sense. Okay. Yeah. That it's like, sense. it's like
1: we completed the
0: video. Now we're done
1: um now it's time to move on so you're not going to get yeah all right
0: yeah but you could say it's good because it gets people to want to complete the bar so Mm. it's really tough it's tough but it's a little cool feature
1: yeah i always enjoy that so let's let's get into some fantasy football what we're all here for um you guys mentioned you're at ohio state that's a big football school
0: it is Uh, awesome we we grew up we grew up with football basically
1: yeah ohio state you guys have produced some great great players but yeah. one of the hottest players that you know on TikTok every comment section people ask about him and I want to get your take as NFL fans and Ohio State fans what do you think of Dwayne Haskins this year Bro. and Terry McLaurin let's do both of them they're both Ohio State what do you think of them on the same team the Redskins they've been in the news a lot this past couple <laughs> days they what sure are your have. take on those two players well first
0: off, we probably shouldn't be calling them the Redskins. They are the no team they are the no name team Washington, right now. Washington's
1: pro football team.
0: <laughs> there you go. Brandon, you want to start us off? Uh yeah. So obviously Dwayne Haskins did not play at all like he played a few games last mm-hmm. year and he showed some uh he had some highlight reels, uh especially connecting with Terry McLaurin, which is good to mm-hmm. see. But I mean I'm not super high on Haskins this year. Um I think that offense will be a little bit of a mess um yeah. new coach I mean their their team name is changing so yeah I'm not huge on the win Haskins I still like Terry McLaurin though because the Ohio State connection will still be there I think which will help Terry McLaurin for sure
1: yeah I love McLaurin I'm kind of with you not as high mm. on Haskins Kevin what are your thoughts on Haskins
0: yeah so with Haskins I do think someone like Steven Sims will help him out a little bit year, this year because I think he will take a little bit of a step up in his game. Mm-hmm. It is a little unfortunate to see Kelvin Harmon go down. Um, but, you know, I think they're – I mean, they got that rookie Antonio Gandy-Golden who, like, hopefully for and for Haskins purposes would need to somewhat cooperate. But I, their defense is improving, but I don't see, quite see Haskins as anyone even – I don't even think he's draftable in two quarterback leagues – to be completely honest with you all right so you're not
1: drafting him
0: I'm not drafting Dwayne Haskins uh I see a lot more upside in other guys and he's just a guy I'm avoiding and I think with Terry McLaurin to touch on him a little bit uh I I don't see a super high ceiling for Terry McLaurin this upcoming season I think the offense can hold him back just a little bit too much Mm -hmm. so where I'm a little bit nervous is trust me I think he can produce solid wide receiver two value in my opinion, but I don't think I can see him as a top 10 receiver this season, just because I think he's only capped at what Haskins and that Redskins offense can produce.
1: Yeah, that's a good take. So I guess when you're drafting McLaurin, now, the thing about McLaurin, not as so much Haskins, because Haskins, I've done some drafts, and he's just—he's not even on the page of like—he's not showing up. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah. McLaurin, he's currently being drafted. Let's see where he is. He's going—I think it's in the fifth round in most drafts. Do you like that ADP? Are you drafting him in the fifth round? That would be your wide receiver two, most likely. Are you drafting him there, or are there guys around Terry McLaurin that you like more? I can pull up the actual chart. So it's, uh, let's see, Terry McLaurin. Where is he on this? All right, so he's going around. The beginning of the six, it looks like. Yeah, beginning six. So he's going around Jarvis Landry, DJ yeah. Chark, DK Metcalf. Do you like him or some of those other guys?
0: Brandon, you, I mean, for example, you said DK Metcalf. I'm taking DK Metcalf over Terry McLaurin all day. All day. All right,
1: you're taking that.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned Jarvis Landry. I think I'm gonna take McLaurin over Landry, but I think it's a little bit closer than what people think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I also think that that scenario that's scenario based. I think Jarvis is a little bit of a safer play than McLaurin,
1: if I'm being honest. All right. Yeah. He's very safe, but I I don't see him having as much upside. No. Because with all. with McLaurin, you're banking on you're you're really banking on Haskins improving because mm-hmm. he's he's gonna be the wide receiver one there. Yeah, but with Jarvis Landry, you're banking on both a uh, Baker Mayfield improving, and the offense for some reason not being a run-heavy team. See, I I think that has to line, and I think it's going to be a very run-heavy team. But I think he is safe. Oh, I think sure. he's safe. Yeah, as a wide receiver, two, three. Yeah,
0: but I think for sure, like I don't know if Baker necessarily needs to improve. I mean, what we saw Jarvis finish as wide receiver 16 last year and half mm-hmm. PPR, so he clearly held his ground even when Baker was probably one of the most disappointing players in fantasy football last yeah. year. So I do think the one thing that you're right, though, Calvin, I do think that the run-heavy approach is definitely scary, especially also because we're, I'm hearing that they're going to run a lot of 12 personnel, so Super they're going to run a lot of two Njoku. tight end sets. Yeah, Well, if Ninjoku evens on the team, we'll even see. <laughs> yeah. But in that scenario, we'd likely see Jarvis Landry running out of the slot a little bit less, which I think could hurt him a little bit. Yeah, and I think and I think they also want to uh, put Kareem as a wide receiver out. Um, Kareem is going to
1: get too. a lot more passing work than people mm-hmm. are expecting.
0: Yeah, they're, I agree. They're going to put him out as a receiver in the slot. I guarantee it. And I think it's going to. I think he's going to be a very two-dimensional player for teams this year. And he's definitely one of my sleepers.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, I I like that. He's he's good. Now, would you take so there? You said you take DK over McLaurin, you said Jarvis Landry is safer, not as much upside but what about someone like Devonte Parker or Stefan Diggs going a little bit later? Do you like them more given that little later ADPE, or do you think Terry McLaurin is worth it still?
0: Well, well for me, like I'm, I'm against Stefan Diggs. I'm, I'm trying to avoid him in this draft. If okay. I'm being honest, <laughs> I'm a, I'm, I, Kevin isn't either. I mean, we're both highly against uh, Stefan Diggs, but I, that's a tough pick between Parker and McLaurin because, it's kind of a wild guess because uh, we saw the Dolphins drafted Tua and we expect Fitzpatrick to actually be the starter of this season. Mm-hmm. And we saw, well, they got, they connected towards the end of the season. I mean, Parker was on pace to be the number one wide receiver the last three or four weeks. And um, we'll see what happens when Tua comes in, but I'm, I'm probably drafting Parker over Tua or over Terry McLaurin just because of the upside Devontae Parker showed last year.
1: Yeah, and you say Ryan Fitzpatrick, quarterback, and everyone goes, ew, gross, staying away. But don't yeah. forget, Fitzpatrick can put up huge numbers.
0: He was the number one quarterback for a Remember few Remember him weeks. with Mike with Evans Bay. back? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they were they were one of the deadliest duos last year. <laughs> and
1: because ago. he throws so many interceptions, this is a little like Jameis Winston. He then has to go out and throw more touchdowns. Exactly, exactly. So if the offensive line is just a little bit better, that may be a, a, a good fantasy value, both of those guys. Yeah.
0: I'm personally actually higher on McLaurin. Um, I think it's just so close. Like, I think I'd maybe put McLaurin yeah. one spot ahead. The reason why, though, is I feel like McLaurin showed that he at least could do some stuff, even though they had a bad offense last year. What I would say about Parker, though, is sure, Parker possesses a ton of upside, right? Like, what he was, he was like wide receiver two after a certain week last season. Yeah, he, he unreal. But what I would say is you got to remember with Parker um, Preston Williams was not playing and the running back situation was
1: horrible. Patrick Laird and yeah, Patrick Mark Walton was in (laughs) there. Well, didn't Patrick lead the team in rush yards? (laughs) Yeah, I I think think you're right. I think you're right. But
0: just, I think there's a little bit of risk with Parker as well. So people need to keep that in mind Mm -hmm. is that if for some reason Preston Williams is, what gets a little bit more involved, and I think Parker was not playing as well with Preston Williams in the lineup, so it definitely hurt him. And now,
1: you know, they brought in Jordan Howard and Matt Breida; they could be looking to run the ball a lot more than we think. And don't forget, Mike Kosicki is there, and he could easily take a huge step this year and be, you know, a top five tight end in my. There's been house. a lot of hype with him. There has yeah. been, I think it's warranted. He's he's running very interesting routes for fantasy football. He's going a lot deeper than some other tight ends, so he could actually take away from Parker.
0: Yeah, but just everyone needs to remember that Parker has some risk too. Like, it's, he's got a lot mm-hmm. of upside, but just keep in mind that he's not necessarily solidified. It took him a lot of years to be able to come relevant in fantasy.
1: It took, yeah, he was it? Four that's that's or five definitely years? something. It was, I think, five years before it's the brutal. breakout, which, you know, his breakout is if you take the last three weeks. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. It wasn't even, yeah, it wasn't even, like full season. He still finished out good, but like, he was away. He was on the waivers for the first I don't I don't know, eight seven eight weeks of the season.
1: Yeah. So we'll
0: see what happens. But I know
1: another, another Ohio State man that we can talk about. Uh Michael Thomas. We all know Ooh. he's he's in my eyes the best fantasy who's, who's, receiver. Who's that?
0: Who's Michael? Who's Michael Thomas? <laughs> oh yeah, funny. You're <laughs> funny, a, Brandon.
1: He's a guy on Twitter.
0: Okay. Um, can't guard Mike. I think I've heard of it.
1: Uh the, so if you if you're drafting wide receiver. Let's forget ADP. Let's forget where they're going. If you've got just your free reign of choice between Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, and Julio Jones, if you've got your reign of choice over any of them, and it's not going to take away from getting a running back earlier, you just get to choose one for your team. Who would you go? Would it be Michael Thomas? And let's say it's PPR. (laughs)
0: 1,000%. 1,000%. 1,000%, yes. Okay. I'm... In total, agrees with Brandon. I think Michael Thomas should be the unanimous wide receiver one drafted in fantasy drafts this year, and I do not even think it's close. We have I, him a tier above like Adams, Julio, and Hopkins. That's how that's how high we are on him. It's
1: like tier one, Michael Thomas, and then Michael Thomas. He's on a different. He's, <laughs> he's, he's on a whole different level. I actually agree completely, completely with that, especially when you take in that he did a lot of last year. Without Teddy Cara Bridgewater there, and Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater. Yeah. And a lot of people, uh, I get this a lot. Whenever I talk about Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, are you worried Sanders is going to come in and suddenly take away a significant amount of work for Michael Thomas? No, no way. <laughs> See, I start laughing just uh. even saying that scenario.
0: Yeah. Well, what I'd say is like Sanders has proven that he can kind of be somewhat successful on, on different teams. hmm so yeah. I definitely think like he's gonna be able to do decent with Drew Brees, and he's on a new team and he's used to doing that. Yeah. But what I would say is what didn't we see Michael Thomas see pretty much thirty percent target share last season? I think it was. I think it was thirty-one. It was thirty-one. I think. Yeah. Like like okay, what like Sanders brings him down to twenty-nine. Like okay, Michael Thomas still blows away the field and in, in in points. Like I I don't even. And Emmanuel Sanders is just a different player than Thomas. I don't see any, any problems. They still don't have yeah. a ton of wide receiver depth. I don't, I don't think Tricon Smith is that great. I'm trying to think who else is. Deontay Harris.
1: His target share was 33.2%. Oh. 30, 32, 30% in the red zone.
0: In the red, yeah. So Michael Thomas, no doubt about it. Don't even worry about Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> I'm not
1: even that high on Emmanuel Sanders. No. This year. Yeah, me neither. He's I think the sure one of one. He may have some good games in like real life. But fantasy wise, I don't I think agree. he's gonna have much impact. I don't think he's gonna impact Michael Thomas. I agree. Yeah. It's, he'll it's gonna the, be he'll hilarious. You're right though. He will help the Saints a lot. Yeah. Do you like the Saints as Super Bowl winners this year? If you're gonna like choose one right now, would you choose Saints potentially? Coming the,
0: yeah, yeah, coming from the NFC, they're definitely uh, one of my top options. Um, I also like um, I like the Seahawks a little bit. I like mm-hmm. I think Russell Wilson is just a great quarterback. But oh yeah. The Saints are definitely um, up, right up there. I, I see think this them. Is their year. I think they're in the NFC Championship. I think there's about an eighty percent chance they're in the NFC Championship. Um, I do think they're gonna meet up with the Seahawks, and then I think it'll all be from there. But I don't know. Like I think Drew Brees is still a great. He's a great quarterback yeah. still.
1: Yeah, he, he was great before he got injured. People forget that. But last year, before he got injured, he was one of the better fantasy quarterbacks, I believe.
0: And yeah. I think people are still reluctant to draft him. I think because of, of his age, right? Yeah, but he is—he is a completion machine. Like yeah, also... if, we,
1: if we remove the weeks he was injured last year, he was the number seven fantasy quarterback.
0: Yeah, gosh, he's finished like, top ten in the past five years. And what, what, what more can you right. ask?
1: And now he's got Emmanuel Sanders, who we already said will have some impact on the field.
0: He's surrounded by arguably one of the best, like fantasy relevant teams. Yeah. One of and the best running backs, receivers, and a pretty good tight end. I think Jared Cook's oh, yeah. a pretty Jared good tight Cook's end a good for Drew Brees. This year. He is. Yeah. Jared Cook's a great And guy. Jared Cook found his way towards the end of last season. So, if he can mm-hmm. carry that over into the start of this year, be that huge red zone threat for them, like, Drew Brees is set up for great things. And Kamara is due to get some more touchdowns. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah.
1: I think, do you guys like Kamara as a potential this year's, you know, RB1? Because every year, they're the, like, top five guys. It's Zeke. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, Kamara, and Mm -hmm. Saquon. And every year, one of them is, you know, the guy. Do you think it could be Kamara this year with that positive touchdown regression?
0: Yes. Yeah, Yeah, Kevin, you got it. Yeah, I do think so. Uh, Here's what I would say. Kamara, I don't think people realize that Kamara's very safe. Mm -hmm. At the same time, can finish as the RB1. So I think no matter what, what I think last season, what he finishes like RB ten range, right around there, I believe. RB ten, RB thirteen,
1: RB that thirteen. Not bad for missing several games. Yeah, he yeah. was injured too,
0: and he he had a very hard time getting the end zone, which was very different than the year prior. So I think if he gets that touchdown, you know, if he gets that touchdown, touchdown positive regression, I cannot like I can totally see him being as the RB one. Obviously, assuming McCaffrey sees. A decline. a decline that's the only possible way <laughs>
1: which he's yeah. got to right he's got to do you guys think he has to yeah yeah
0: okay 100 but he, nice i don't think said- it i don't think it's crazy though i don't think it's a lot. he's not
1: gonna he's not gonna be like horrible but there's no way he sustains what he did so let's we can play a little bit of fantasy football adp would you rather would you rather have they're going right back to back. Ezekiel Elliott or Alvin Kamara. Ezekiel Elliott just became a very, very wealthy man. Yeah. And him or Kamara?
0: Brandon, you take this one first. Tell me what you think.
1: Yeah. So I know we just talked up how safe Kamara can
0: be, but I'm probably going to go with Zeke just because he's been safe year in and year out. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't just last year, and um, I'm. Preferably I'm going with the safer running back in the beginning round cuz I want to know that I'm getting a guy that can produce mm-hmm. like 18 to 20 points a week regardless of the matchup and maybe not as much upside but maybe not as much upside safest. and like I know this kind of might be a dumb reason but here he just had coronavirus and I don't think he'll get it again. <laughs> uh, he has like a 1% chance to get it again so
1: I'm going to love it this year when people draft Lamar Jackson in the second round and he gets coronavirus and oh has to God. sit out two or weeks, or Patrick Mahomes too, and then they have to go stream Drew Locke or Dwayne Haskins. Do not say Drew Locke's sure. name.
0: Do please do not say Drew Locke's name. <laughs> oh do, gosh. Do you,
1: do you not like Drew
0: Locke? I'm not a Drew Locke believer. The hype is it's too much for me. I'm sorry.
1: But they have Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon and Cortland Sutton. Yeah, and we know that if you have a good supporting cast, you will automatically be a great fantasy quarterback, right? No. Oh, God. <laughs> That's how it works, right?
0: That is 100% a run-first offense. Like, Melvin Gordon is the bell cow. So.
1: And there's Royce Freeman.
0: Exactly. Don't forget about Royce Freeman, too. He's not disappeared. He's still <laughs> hanging on by a thread.
1: See, they've got two good wide receivers, and then they go out and get, you know, they they did not need Melvin Gordon. The team is doing they, what they, paid, they, they him paid him a lot of money. Him. They paid what him they're doing money. does not make me think they have full confidence in Locke. The fact that they went out and got another wide receiver to help him, and then paid Melvin Gordon when they already had two very competent, one a pro yeah. running back, that makes me say, okay, they're going to run. It's not that I'm. It's exactly. not that I just like Drew Locke, exactly. but there's no way he's going to be this year's breakout quarterback.
0: Yeah, and you've got to remember too. Vic's, Vic Fangio has always been a run heavy, mm-hmm. run first guy. He he's going to do that. But I do think the drafting two rookie receivers and KJ Hamler and Jerry Judy is just kind of making people like kind of like forget about that a little bit. They're just like, oh, they're investing in the receivers. You know, Courtland Sutton's gonna be even closer to his prime. And but I think it's me run first, personally.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that. Now, speaking of Melvin Gordon. Let's go to a very, very interesting fantasy football ADP. Would you rather? This is oh, one boy. of the grossest questions I can uh, throw at you. Ooh, we've got, we got. We'll don't. do these uh, one, two, three. <laughs> we'll do these four guys not, going back to back. I have to an back idea to of who you're gonna say. I
0: have an idea. Oh,
1: we've got. <laughs> what do you rather? Le'Veon Bell. This is all in the second round, I believe. Okay. Le'Veon okay. Bell, David Johnson, Melvin Gordon, or James Connor. Second, third round. Ooh. Which one out of those four guys? They've Kevin, won, you got
0: this, dude. They've all yeah. suffered
1: some injuries. They're all in not ideal situations. Which one are you drafting?
0: Yeah, I'm going with my guy, Le'Veon Bell.
1: You still believe?
0: I am a believer. I am a believer in Le'Veon Bell. I think he is going to have a monster season. I'm. I do think. I think the Adam Gaze curse is going to end on him this season. Really? And I, I am I am very high on Le'Veon Bell this year, and I am taking him over all those guys you mentioned, guaranteed.
1: I I do like the, uh, the value. I mean, he's going as the 40th pick as the 18th running back, which that's, I mean, that's as low as you're going to get Melvin Gordon. And I guess we have to remember he wasn't, horrible last year he wasn't horrible no. it was just the expectations for him to be the Le'Veon Bell of old when he was in a you know very predictably bad situation it was really foolish to, for so many people to draft him with that expectation so you like Le'Veon Bell though you're not still afraid of Adam Gase <laughs> no so <laughs> here's Gase has learned his lesson
0: I know so it, it's kind of weird because if they didn't bring in Frank Gore I'd be even higher because I think Bell only had Frank Gore's there I know, I know. But what I would say is, Le'Veon Bell, don't quote me on this, but I think he had around three touchdowns last season. Three to four touchdowns Mm -hmm. total. And if Gore wasn't there, I'd be thinking there's going to be even more positive regression. You know, he's going to get some more touchdowns. But I just think no matter what, I think he's going to get in the end zone a little bit more. And what I like about him is he's a guaranteed workload. Um, with a guy like James Conner, I could see them possibly, you know, limiting his touches a little bit just due to, you know, they, they continue to draft running backs, Benny Snell, uh, Anthony McFarland. They they continue to try to, you know, have that backup plan for when he goes down. So James Conner could be on limited workload. David Johnson, I see Duke Johnson actually getting a little bit of work, a little bit more work than people think. Uh, I do think Melvin Gordon will get a lot, but they still have Lindsay as that change of pace guy. So I think Bell is my favorite there just because I think he is a a 20-carry-a-game guy.
1: You want to hear something about Frank Gore real quick? That's disgusting. Last year, he had 11 goal-line carries, which was eighth in the league. Eighth most goal-line carries out of four-backs running backs. He had the eighth most goal-line carries. Guess how many touchdowns he had? Two. Two Two touchdowns, which is 61st out of the (laughs) running back wow so that's so, what, that's why it annoyed me when you said he's there because i guess i haven't been paying attention to frank gore but he will take goal line touches and he won't produce i and don't know adam he Gase, he's gonna keep giving them to him you don't think adam Gase is gonna be the type of guy who like gives frank gore the goal line work after bell gets him down there
0: well what scares me is that i believe frank gore and adam Gase have been together before they were in miami together oh no <laughs> So it definitely scares me a little bit there, but here's what I would say: uh, I think Le'Veon Bell is actually a good back, like inside the five, that I would be okay with using. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I think Devin Singletary is not the type of runner that Buffalo is looking to use inside the five yard line. I just yeah. think he's more of that make you miss type of guy. And then inside the inside the five, you know, you're not really looking for that guy who's gonna go out and break three tackles and juke some guys you're
1: pounded looking, it
0: in. You need someone to pound it in. So I think Gore was used a little bit more because they needed that pounder and I think that's why they drafted Zach Moss to completely replace Gore cuz that's what they need cuz they still do not trust Singletary in that in that part of their game.
1: See, for me when I'm thinking about the Jets, what you said makes sense and I like it, but I just I see something going horribly wrong. And knowing and- and knowing Darnold, he just had mono last year. It would make so much sense if he goes down with COVID for three weeks. <laughs> and, and who is their quarterback? Who's the backup? What's that guy's name? Trevor
0: Simeon. Trevor, he comes and in. He bro- and then he broke his ankle. Oh, yeah. Wait, yeah. Oh, Luke, Luke, Falker. Luke, Luke 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 Falk. Yes. Luke Falk.
1: <laughs> He's going to be in there with Le'Veon Bell and Frank Gore. See, that's, that's what I think of the Jets this season. That's what I automatically but think of. Keep in mind, too,
0: though, because Le'Veon Bell also, I think he had, like – the lowest amount of yards um, or something about like he was getting hit in the backfield like quicker than any other running back in the league last year, pretty much meaning his O-line was completely trash. Oh yeah. But they did draft Makai Becton uh, out of Louisville to be their left tackle. So they are trying to improve their O-line, which is good and promising for Bell. So, um, and he's very, Mekhi Becton is very mobile for his weight. So um, I definitely think it can improve. I also think their receiving game isn't gonna be great this year with Jameson Crowder and Brashad Perryman, which I think will make them want to throw the ball more to to, to like dump off Slavy on Bell and just run it more with him.
1: Yeah. Well I like that. I, I agree. As much as I'm, you know, not as much excited about Bell this year, He's if I'm excited. choosing between Bell, David Johnson, Melvin Gordon, James Conner, I think I would probably go Bell.
0: Okay. Did we could were you were you were you there before you asked the question, or is it more after you talked to us?
1: It was probably after I talked to you, because I, I look at that, and it's just gross. I don't even want to... It, 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 it doesn't does look
0: gross at first it glance. It looks so gross we'll, at we'll first admit. glance. But you got to remember, you're but, drafting him as your RB2, hopefully. Hopefully after, hopefully. after ranking Le'Veon Bell, we were like, okay, this guy's actually like better than we think, mm-hmm. and he's going to be higher in our ranking. So turns out we're pretty big Bell fans.
1: Now... Speaking of the Jets, because I guess you like Le'Veon Bell, do you like Sam Darnold at all this year? Because a lot, a lot of people on TikTok really, really, really like Sam Darnold. I get weird comments about Sam Darnold all the time. What the really? Yeah, that's interesting. Do you guys not get those Jets fans? (laughs) (laughs) I don't
0: think we do. No, we don't get a lot of Jets. We do.
1: (laughs) You guys are lucky.
0: Uh, I'm not – I mean, I'm not super high on Sam Darnold. We have him at 25 touchdowns this year, which is, I think, a little below average, honestly. Mm -hmm. And um, his completion percentage is way below average. It's 63%, which is not great. And as I said before, I don't think the receiving games can be very effective this year, which which is why we're a little higher on Bell. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, I'm – I'm probably uh, keeping my distance away from uh, Sam Darnold in drafts. If I'm
1: being completely honest. All right, I, I agree with that one. <laughs>
0: in, in, in my opinion, it's nothing against Sam Darnold. I think it's just the guys who are around him. Like mm-hmm. I would rather take Teddy Bridgewater over him. You know, I'm taking. Um, I mean, Brendan. We have Ben Roethlisberger ranked ahead of him. I uh, I definitely consider Big Ben over Teddy or over Sam Darnold. Yeah, I think I would. Um, we're pretty low on Big Ben this year but i'm taking Derek carr over sam darnold kurt cousins yeah all those guys we have yep. ahead of him i think it's just more about where we is how we think he is compared to the other guys around him the thing that does give me a little hope though is that he's pretty young so we don't know what his potential is he could have a, a lot of upside yeah but without any like jameson crowder is the number one receiver like that just
1: does not it's that's not, not going to that's nothing fantasy production.
0: No, not at all.
1: In real life he could take a step forward, but it may yeah. not translate in fantasy yet. I agree yeah. I'd agree, I agree with that Calvin. 100%. Now, do you want a gross question?
0: Let's hear it. Let's Cam do it. Newton.
1: Cam Newton injured Cam on the Patriots with depleted weapons for Sam Darnold. <laughs> oh, <God>. Same division. <laughs> that's <is laughs> <You're> a going <laughs> question. That is a great question
0: that I uh, I'm going to have to get a trash bag real quick. <laughs>
1: Are you guys um, not high on Cam Newton? I mean we just, really... we
0: just ranked Cam Newton and it was an eye opening to say the least. I'd probably rather
1: lot... I'd probably go Cam Newton. All right, you go I see a I'd lot of people super high on Newton. And I I don't know, I can't get excited. I can't either. Especially... But if I had to choose,
0: I'd go with the guy that is in a great offense in terms mm-hmm. of coaching staff uh he's got decent receivers I think and yeah. uh his running backs we saw what he did with McCaffrey he was very effective just dumping the ball off and I think James yeah. White can somewhat fit the role yeah I would uh, I would also take Cam Newton but at their ADPs I would rather take Sam Darnold because I don't know what I have Darnold? I have Darnold as he is undrafted in what I'm using in ADP like he's are you on the undrafted. ESPN thing I, I I've been using fantasy football calculator that's kind of what I've Tend to use,
1: I'm looking on ESPN's live, and he's going as the 45th quarterback behind Bortles and Brian Hoyer. So I guess he's actually going on draft. Bore,
0: yeah, well that, no, that, that's <laughs> not true. But I think he's probably going around <laughs> quarterback 28 is my guess. But we have him ranked the quarterback 25. And But the thing is that we have Cam Newton at quarterback 22, mm-hmm. and his ADP is QB okay. 14. So we have him eight spots behind his ADP. So there's no chance that Cam Newton will probably be on my rosters this season. Uh, I think people are just drafting at QB14 for the possible yeah. chance of him being a top five quarterback. But
1: that's you know, where I'm seeing Newton. I I don't know why this has Darnold so. Cal, Calvin, I got a question for you. Are All you right. taking
0: Drew Locke or Sam Darnold? You have to pick one of them. You have to pick. It's okay. the end of draft.
1: No good quarterbacks remaining. Let's say I can't. I can't unload any of them for streamers. It's just I take. It you gotta like, you gotta draft one of them. You gotta. Oh, you're
0: starting them the whole I, year. <laughs> that is mean that is mean
1: <laughs> um i uh <laughs> <laughs> this is tough i think i'd go drew lock I think. I think i'd go i think i, I think would go, Locke go lock too i like his receivers a little bit more i like the receivers more and while i think it's gonna be run heavy i just i i like see that offense doing a little better as well yeah that's a horrible question I <laughs> I we're going to kick you out of the meeting. <laughs> all right, I'll see no, you guys later. <laughs> with with Newton, it's interesting. I think Newton's value depends on yeah his injury, of course, but also uh, Nikhil Harry because that, yeah he's the, the people who said Brady wasn't good last year because he didn't have weapons and now are all over Cam Newton. The weapons didn't change. They drafted like three three tight ends or something. They did not get new weapons. In fact, they. That that's not going to be, you know, he doesn't have much to work with. So and it in depends in on if Nikhil Harry. Weapons. Yeah, it depends on if Nikhil Harry can it, take a step up. It also depends, like, we don't know how many games Newton's going to play. Oh, yeah. Do you guys think Stidham could still see some action?
0: Yeah, how many games have we have Stidham? We have Stidham playing one game. Yeah, we yeah, have we're playing one.
1: <laughs> but we have him,
0: I think we have him starting the season off just because of Cam Newton's injury. But I don't, we were just trying to, well, we were just projecting him, though, based on, like, we think Cam Newton's likely, like, very slim chance he plays 16 games next season. Oh, yeah. So we have him playing one game. But keep in mind that Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator for the Patriots, actually really likes Jared
1: Stidham. He did.
0: Yeah, so See, I he don't, really likes I don't likes get him.
1: the hate for Stidham that so many people have. He, he yes. was a pretty good college quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And, and just remember this: like the
0: Patriots didn't invest that much money into Cam Newton at all. He, so, he has to play. He has to play good for his money too. Yeah. So like if they seven, just choose, yeah, if they choose Stidham, like they're not going to be like, "Darn man, we paid Newton so much money." Like they don't care.
1: If they like, get to Week Six and say we're not making the playoffs, there's no reason to keep Newton in there. Oh No, no reason yeah, at all. No.
0: Yeah let him earn money for no reason whatsoever yeah. to help the team they they just would rather prefer a better draft pick at that point but i think yeah. still i'm like if, if newton doesn't pan out i don't think they really care that much their inve- their investment was not especially odd. belichick belichick just wants to play the better player yeah you can care less about how well kim newton's playing or not so
1: now speaking of you know the patriots and the quarterback situation there's mm-hmm. a receiver, I think he's going uh, mid-seventh round is the 33rd receiver. Julian Edelman, are you guys yeah. high on him at all? I have not seen him talked about for a while. Uh, he's going around a lot of very good young wide receivers. He's going, he's going around Michael Gallup, Tyler Boyd, Marquise Brown, uh, Marvin Jones even. Would you have Edelman or some of those guys? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I'm taking a lot of those younger guys. to I agree. But just the offense scares you?
0: Just just the offense scares me. And Cam Newton, I mean, last time we saw him, we watched him for one to two games, and he looked god awful. He did. Yeah, he and, did not look good. Yeah, and I don't think like when I heard the Cam Newton's news came in, like Brandon and I did not really up our projections on Julian Edelman really that much. <laughs> we didn't yeah. change a lot. You know, we didn't think we don't think Cam Newton is, at least I don't, don't think Cam Newton is that much of a game changer over Edelman. Mm-hmm. Or over um, Stidham, I mean. So, I'm taking a lot of the upside of those younger guys. Marquise Brown, yes, I'm taking him. I'm 100% take, Brown. Yeah, I would take Michael Gallup over Julian Edelman, both those guys you mentioned. I'm taking even Marvin Jones. Over yeah, here. I was going to ask you that, Kev. I I think they're pretty similar players in terms of uh, kind of safety. Well, maybe not Edelman as much as he used to be, but yeah, I'd rather take Marvin even over Edelman.
1: I think I would too. He's got a gunslinger. He does. And they're going to be down a lot of points in these games.
0: Yeah, they drafted a running back, but I'm not huge uh, on Swift. DeAndre Swift.
1: Yeah, uh, Patricia doesn't have a history of using running backs well. Yeah, no. no. You, uh, Brandon, you said 100% Marquise Brown. Are you high on Brown oh, this year? He's going late. He's like going him? late,
0: which I love to see that. Uh, yeah, Marquise Brown is definitely one of our bigger sleepers this year. And possible breakout potential. Oh, yeah. Uh, Give me all Marquise Brown shares. I love him this year. Uh, I think the connection early on with Lamar and him at the beginning of the year looked great. And, uh, I mean, we have him for eight touchdowns, which might seem like a lot, but we're pretty high on him.
1: Well, if you believe Lamar is going to turn into more of a passer, which I do, Mm -hmm. you guys might as well. And then you say, well, Brown is... The only real weapon in the receiving game. He's yeah, like Miles Boykin.
0: Miles Boykin's not going to do much. Yeah, <laughs> and then Mark Andrews, obviously, but they play two
1: different two different yeah. positions. Brown has the speed. I mean, he's one of the faster Exa- guys. Yeah, he he can take a slant to the house, and if Lamar can you know develop into a really solid passer, uh, I think he could be a great wide receiver this year. He was also playing with like a nail in his foot. Uh, Marquis yeah, Brown was, was last year. So he was injured yeah. like half the season
0: and he still played pretty well.
1: But I we think. saw and last year. In, gone. Yeah, that's true. But we, And we even saw last year in the playoffs when they're down and they needed something and they couldn't run. They threw it deep. They did. Marquise, Hollywood, Brown. And, he, and I, I think he could really be, you know, a top 12 guy this year.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. You do. That's agree why I that. like. That's why I like. I completely, like I completely agree.
1: And he's going late. Those he other is. sophomore, the other sophomore guys, you know, AJ Brown, uh, Terry McLaurin. AJ Brown's DK going Metcalf. in like the beginning of the fourth round. That's and then Marquise Brown, who was arguably better than all of them, is going. You know, four or five rounds later.
0: Uh, I'm th- I'm taking Brown over Juju, Scary Terry, uh, Gallup. Like AJ Green. Oh staying God! Staying
1: so far away. I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> um. Speaking of what, well, there was another. Yeah, the Ravens. While well, we're talking about the mm-hmm. Ravens, what are you guys doing about the running back situation, Ingram or Dobbins or both? Because I, I have a very clear answer, but I want to hear your guys's opinion on that.
0: I think I saw your video on that Calvin uh with J.K. Dobbins. I, you, you're a big hype beast for J.K. I'm, I saw
1: he's so good.
0: He's he, he, Ohio he's, State, hey, too, right? As watching Ohio State, right, he was a great running back. He's Kevin, great, you, Kevin. You like talking about Ravens running backs. Yeah, so, gosh, this is probably one of the biggest debates coming into fantasy football drafts this season. You know, the running, the Ravens run heavy offense, one of the best offenses in the league. You know, you've got to figure out who's going to be their running back because they're going to have a ton of fantasy value. Um, So, when we come to this pick, personally, I'm taking J.K. Dobbins at his ADP over Mark Ingram. <laughs> exactly. Um, this is because... In the Mark Ingram range of the drafts, I'm drafting wide receivers.
1: He's going fifth round still. I yeah. am draft
0: like, that is wide receiver goldmine sections of the draft. You got DJ Chark, you've still got
1: guys like Terry McLaurin there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Why, like, I hate to have me so capped with, with Mark Ingram. Like, don't get me wrong, Mark Ingram, let's see. For the last five seasons, he's finished as, as RB10 or better. So, I mean, he's been really, really good. And obviously, yeah. in that year he finished RB31, he missed the first four games out of suspension. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is they drafted JK for a reason. In my opinion, I think he is the second most talented back from this rookie class. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I want the guy who ha- who can win me my championship as long as I have a couple guys early on that mm-hmm. I don't have to rely on J.K. early on in the season. Because if I have yeah. to rely on him, I, I do not like starting my fantasy league, starting no. out 1-3, and 1-4. and So yeah. if J.K. I'm not going to draft J.K. unless I feel solid at running back. But if I'm solid, J.K. could be a league winner.
1: Yeah, see, I don't know why anyone would... Uh, you're not going to draft both of them on your team. No. You're going to have to choose between one. And I don't see why anyone would choose to spend a fifth round on Ingram I'm when there's a more talented a- back going in the tenth. I've seen Ingram higher? at the
0: beginning of the fourth Goodness, on fantasy football calculator. He's going well, ahead of uh, DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, oh, Clyde no. Edwards-Helaire. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> yeah, no. this this is one of the biggest ADP mistakes. I'm trust me, like I'm not saying Mark, Mark Ingram is going to get his carries, and he's going to be yeah. average. <laughs> I also want to add, we saw what Alvin Kamara did when marking when they were both on the same team. Yeah, there's there's River, both of them in that offense. Bags. Yeah, yeah there's the, exactly. And they're, they were they're a very run-heavy team. Very run-heavy.
1: Yeah. And they've got the defense to sustain yeah. a run-heavy Oh, yeah. Offense. Yes. That's that's a lot of people, you know, they bank on being a run-heavy team and they realize don't realize you have to have, have a defense. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, this one is going to be tough for you guys, maybe. Ooh. But on my, my ADP right now, uh, to probably gross running backs. Not sure how you feel about this one. Mark Ingram or David Montgomery, the biggest oh, bust of 2019.
0: Wow. This is a no-brainer for me. Really? Who you got? I, I'm, I'm going my opportunity.
1: Yes, it literally says it like in the it. name.
0: David Montgomery is literally the only running back. Don't Tariq Cohen, get out of here. I'm sorry. He's I a wide receiver. That, he's, he's a, a wide receiver. receiver. He's literally a slot. And I think David Montgomery is literally going to get every carry. Yeah, did, who did they? Did they draft a running back uh, that Nall no. guy, or is he? Uh, has he been there? I think Ryan has been there. there. Okay. Yeah. okay, okay. Well, still, I he's think he's not going to do anything. I think there are. I think they're going to be a run first team. They don't have the receivers to sustain like a pass first. Don't get me wrong, Allen Robinson's a beast, but yeah. I think that uh, I think the Bears are going to be run heavy so much, and they again they have a pretty good defense to sustain that as well. I think it all comes I down to is the Bears' offense going to be better? mm mm-hmm. Because right. Dave Montgomery, he's going to get a ton of carries. I mean, Brandon, yeah. we have him set out for 250. I think last year he had more than that. Yeah. I think he had maybe 280 or something on that. He almost like – he had a lot. But I think I'm drafting David Montgomery just because I'm trying to win my fantasy league. And I know it's nice to have some safe players, don't get me wrong. But I don't want a guy on my team who is going to get beat out <laughs> mm-hmm. And Dave Montgomery will not get beat out. is no. Tariq Cohen will be used. Don't get me wrong. PPR leagues, he will have some value. Don't like it's going to happen. But I do think Dave Montgomery is a guy who, if he does pan out, he will be their
1: workhorse back, and he could be an RB one. See, for me, what's appealing is you, you, what you said right there. Uh, the Bears' offense has to get better historically in past several years with when Matt Forte was there, when Jordan Howard was the guy, the bears offense is better when they run.
0: Yeah. And last year
1: when they stopped running for whoever knows what reason they were so bad and Matt Nagy, he was a good coach. Matt Nagy knows what to do. He knows he has to run. He knows he has has to run. He knows to be better this year. He has to run. They didn't make any new moves to acquire a new running back. They're going to run. And he's the only guy. I was so confused.
0: I think everyone was, everyone was like, oh my gosh, like did Matt Nagy just forget like how he runs his offense? Like what is going on? Like I was so confused because I'm like, Matt Nagy, I've always viewed as a good play caller. I viewed him as a, a good orchestrator of the offensive scheme. I would expect them to use Dave Montgomery, who they spent good capital out of Iowa State to get. And I feel like if they can get that right this year, back to their old ways, Jordan Howard, as you said, was great and Matt Forte so I just think the Bears need to run the ball the and need to run and I think Trub- Trubisky was the problem too he was just, oh yeah I, I don't I don't think Trubisky is very good um <laughs> he can actually run the ball a little <laughs> no. bit so I think adding Nick Foles will benefit Montgomery because Nick Foles is not a runner whatsoever yeah. so that whole offense was messed up last year with Trubisky yeah. at the
1: and home. we have seen it, it in hindsight we have seen Nagy in the past for some unknown reason, abandon running the ball. We saw it with mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt, that rookie. Re- yeah. Remember, Kareem Hunt breaks out; he's going insane, and then he'd have games with like four carries. He just yeah, stopped yeah, giving just the stops. ball. Yeah. But then he corrected it. He did correct it. He that's that's what gives me uh, hope in Montgomery. Is that next year, or you know, several weeks later, they corrected it. They knew they made a mistake, and they went back to the run.
0: Yeah. So, I yeah, I totally agree. Um, so right. The reference with Nagy and the Chiefs is just like,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Talking about the Chiefs, you guys high on Clyde Edwards Hilaire because his ADP is high. (laughs) Yeah, this guy's kind of tough for me. Um, His ADP
0: has been dropping, which is good to see. Is it finally okay? Down. He's finally like. On the verge of four and uh, round five, he's at four eleven. Oh, it was going up so high. It was. He was a. It was, he was a third round, mid <laughs> mid third round. Oh no, he was, he at, was at, like three hundred two, three hundred two, uh, two. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was seeing. I'm second in leagues. And I'm like, uh, no, no, get that away from me.
0: But I like where his. Uh, I'm interested in Clyde's Edward, Clyde Edward Clyde Edwards Alera at this spot in the draft because at this point. I'm expecting to have pretty safe running backs for the first two rounds, uh, like Zeke mm-hmm. and like a Joe Mixon or something like that. Um, and I think with drafting Clyde, there's a huge upside, especially with this yeah, offense. Definitely. I mean, Williams does scare me a little bit, but I think I still think this offense is going to be one of the best in the league.
1: That's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. The talent will win out. I guess yeah. what worries me is that early of a pick and if his, ADP continues to like, adjust a little bit. It may not mm-hmm. worry me as much. But third round is too early for me when Damian yep. Williams is there coming off what was almost a Super Bowl MVP. Performance. Yeah, he, he he got snubbed. It's not like he's just going to be on the bench instantly. And people forget when Kareem Hunt came in and broke out as a rookie, it was because Spencer Ware got hurt. Yeah, that's right. Spencer Ware and Williams are very similar in terms of production. Mm-hmm. Uh, So yeah, if anything happens to Williams... He's gonna be amazing. I yeah,
0: think. and he's playing with one of the—he's playing with arguably the best quarterback in the league. And yeah, uh, Clyde's uh, Clyde's very good after the pass catch. Um, yeah, he's a really good pass catcher in college, and that'll continue on with the NFL. I think. Yeah, gosh, Clyde is Clyde's a guy that my thought is I don't think the Chiefs care how they use their running backs. I really don't. Like, I think they just want to win football games, and they think Clyde's going to give them a better chance to do that. But I think if Damian Williams is the guy they want to ride at certain times, like, they're going to be okay with doing it. Like, if he's hot, I I think they'll stick with him. They'll
1: ride the high hand?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Look, We have we have Damian Williams half PPR, RB 27. You know, and Clyde at 19. So, we're, like, pretty high on Damian, I think, mm-hmm. personally. Because I think a lot of people would argue, like, oh, like, a guy who will probably get beat out would be a little lower. But – I think Clyde is one of those rare guys, as you said, like being drafted, what, like fourth round that could finish as, I guess, the RB1. Like it,
1: mm-hmm. it technically could happen. could
0: happen. Yeah. Um, But we're still not quite sure how they're going to use it. But I do know that the Chiefs running backs coach did come out and say some positive things about Damian Williams recently, about how they like, they really like him and they think he's improving and like, I don't know. I think he should have won the MVP in the Super Bowl.
1: I agree. <laughs> and you know. I think he's
0: a great player, and yeah. he had some explosive plays last year that I think the Chiefs aren't just going to forget about. Yeah, I agree. I don't think Andy Reid is going to be like, all right, we drafted a running back, Damian. Uh, you're done. Sit on the bench, dude. But if you want Clyde, just be okay with – there's a chance you have to wait. Yeah, yeah. there's a chance you got to wait for him.
1: See, here's here's the interesting thing. I seem as somewhat similar to J.K. Dobbins in that sense. Yet the ADPs are so oh, drastically yeah. different. I think it's because Mark say, Ingram
0: is different from Damian Williams, I think, in a lot of people's eyes.
1: I guess I just don't see them as that I I guess people just in my eyes are underestimating Damien Williams. I, think, I guess that's I think what that's what, it what all comes back to. Yeah. It. I just think I, people are gonna be disappointed when week one rolls around and they see Damian Williams trot out there.
0: Yeah and I think people think that Clyde's just a much better pass catching back, which is just like so much more similar to like a Christian McCaffrey type player. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why people see the upside in him so much. Cause they're like, okay, I'm going to Patrick Mahomes throwing it to an insane pass catching back. Who's a rookie and doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on his legs. And, but JK, like he could do just as good. He yeah. could. And we know that the Ravens are a run first offense and chiefs are not Yeah, that's, chiefs are not. That's,
1: yeah, and when you factor in, okay, so he has to split with Mark Ingram, but it's a run-first offense. I see Sims still having more volume than uh, edwards Hilaire in a timeshare on a pass-first offense. Yeah, I I guess I just am a little hesitant on edwards Hilaire as early as he's going. I think you're right, though, Calvin. I think you're. Right. Yeah. I'd rather
0: have some guys a little bit later, honestly. Yeah, I'm starting to like think that a little bit more.
1: Even like a Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Taylor's fallen hard. He's fallen and. People are like, oh well, Marlon Mack's there. Well, right, Damien Williams is there for Edward Talaire. Am I seeing this right? Is Jonathan Taylor going in the seventh round now? He's fallen. He's going around with uh Kareem Hunt and Mark wow. Ingram. He's wow. going around with Mark Ingram. And it's the best offensive <laughs> line. <laughs> Phillip Rivers loves dumping it off. And you know, if he can work on his pass catching skills, I'm not saying Marlon Mack is going to be gone. He won't. Yeah, he but, won't. But the people who assume that Damian Williams will be gone, seem to be the same. Yeah. who assumed that Marlon Mack's going to be the lead. I just don't get it. I just don't understand the rationale behind drafting Edwards Hilaire that early when Taylor, one of the most productive college running backs, or J.K. Dobbins are going so much later in arguably better situations.
0: Yes, <clears throat> you're so right. So right, Calvin. I 100% I agree just, with that. I just
1: don't understand it. <laughs> And that's, it's going to be interesting to watch some of these ADPs as we get closer to season. Oh, they're going to keep changing. It's going to be interesting. But if it stays similar to what it is, you're going to be able to get a really good team. I think better than yeah, last year. Yeah, I hope. I hope these, looking back at like I
0: thought last year was pretty good, but looking at the ADPs, I'm loving it. I'm there's loving so
1: many year. guys in like rounds four through nine yeah. that I am just all over.
0: Oh, I agree.
1: 100%. So I want to uh, we, we, we're at an hour or so about on mm. talk about a couple more like specific questions, not yeah. exactly players individually. Um, so one question we've got, what is a player at each position that in every draft you're drafting? You know, you're not leaving a league without these guys. So it's either a quarterback a running back or wide receiver or tight end. What is just one player that you always have to have?
0: Brandon, you start us off. Give me your player. Yeah. So, well, I'm just, uh, in terms of running backs, uh, I really like Joe Mixon this year. I think oh, yeah. uh, his ADP has risen a little bit. I think it's at um, back of the first, where, mm-hmm. where which is where he was going last year. But I'm really a Mc- big Joe Mixon fan. Like, I'm taking him over Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, uh, Josh Jacobs even. Yeah. I think last year was kind of a false representation of – what he is that offense was uh, terrible in every way. And I think with Joe Mixon coming in, it'll help every way uh, shape and form of the offense. But yeah, I'm a pretty big Joe Mixon believer. Uh, I've been watching some highlight tapes of him and
1: even Bill Belichick admits that he's the best running back in the NFL. So, and here's, here's the crazy thing. So improved offensive line, improved quarterback play. mm. We still haven't seen Mixon Unleashed. Exactly. If you, if you go back Thank watch him you. at college, he's the type of guy who takes a screen pass ninety yards to the house, and we exactly. haven't seen him get that opportunity. We yet. haven't really seen his peak performance. We have uh, not capability. Seen it. Whereas the other guys going in that you know first round, I think we've seen kind of what the ceiling is. Like, but like Aaron Jones. Yeah. Aaron Jones. We just saw it last year. It's definitely you never going want down. to draft someone after their you know. Derrick Henry, game. Aaron Jones. I think those guys are going down. are going down. Mixon is going up.
0: Mm-hmm. And Mixon had three rushing touchdowns last year (laughs) wow three i mean he had he had three receiving as well but i'm just saying three rushing touchdowns like come on that is a joke that's gonna go up (laughs) it's gonna go up yeah it is a joke it is dumb joe bixon is way too good of a player to have three rushing touchdowns it shouldn't be happening Mm. oh yeah
1: well how many how many red zone touches or goal line carries i don't know i don't
0: have it on me but i don't think it was a lot of stack
1: boxes yeah because
0: they were not able to move the ball well last year at all, so I don't. I don't think it'd be many. Well, he did play well at the end of the season, but
1: he did well. What I'm seeing right here: evaded tackles. He had 103, Whew. which was first in the league. Wow! He only Damn. had two drops all year, and yeah. So, run blocking efficiency 61st in the league. Oh, I guess gosh. so. They grade every run, and his were. I'm not exactly sure what that's including, but I know it's low.
0: Yeah. Gosh, yeah. So, Brian, you're high on Joe Mixon, mm-hmm. a guy that I'm drafting a lot of. So, the player that I think a guy I'm going to leave a lot of drafts with is Johnny Smith, tight end Ooh. for the Titans.
1: Yeah, using that tight end.
0: Yeah. So, um, the reason why I want to go Johnny is just because there's a couple of players that I'm drafting a lot, but I think Johnny's in a range that I normally like to draft the tight ends. I'm normally a guy who likes shrafting. I normally draft two tight ends in redraft leagues. It's just kind of a thing that I always like doing. I like to give myself like two chances at like a breakout. So like last year mm-hmm. I took Mark Andrews in the 14th and like, um, my biggest Howard. Yeah. I took OJ Howard in like the sixth and it did not pan out, but I took Mark Andrews in the yeah. 14th and I was saved. So Johnny Smith's a guy I really like. Um, going back to kind of like Bill Belichick is funny. Bill Belichick has said great things about Johnny Smith. He oh. He's the most athletic tight end in football. So um, I'm not trying to put too much emphasis on what Bill Belichick thinks yeah. but you know he's he a good mind stuff. and I think Janu exactly. in my opinion is I watched the tape he has a different gear that no other tight ends have like oh, yeah. he, he is probably the singular tight end that I think is the, is the fastest with the ball in his hands yeah he, his 40 time was like in the, like he could compete with some wide receivers in you know, oh, yeah. combine and I don't think, the, like, the big question is how many targets are they going to go around? Because I don't think the Titans are going to... They're still going to be run first. They they just paid Derrick Henry. So I'm a little nervous yeah. that they're not going to throw the ball enough. But I think Johnny Smith is going to start being used. And I wouldn't mind taking him at his current ADP, which is, I don't even know what tight I end he's going probably at. Probably undrafted. Yeah, he's going at, right now, at tight end 17, which is pretty much undrafted in most 12 team redraft leagues
1: so kevin am i getting this right you're telling me you don't want to spend a seventh round pick on rob gronkowski
0: oh that is enticing
1: (laughs) that is very enticing calvin man i'm gonna have to pass though
0: no nope i am not (laughs) um i would probably say that there is okay so i'm kind of different on that. like most of the time i say I don't say I will never draft a player. It's just I don't like a player Mm -hmm. at a certain cost. So every player is draftable at a certain cost. But based on Rob Gronkowski's cost, I think I will have him on 0% of my teams this upcoming
1: season. 100% (laughs) agree. Yeah, you don't hate the player. You hate the ADP. Yes. And another interesting thing about Jonah Smith, uh, it's very rare that a tight end is the wide receiver 2 on a team. There's and who is there after AJ Brown?
0: AJ Brown, it's it's, man, you, it's Corey Davis. Corey, oh think, man, think, which Brandon, we did just draft Corey Davis in our we Scott Fishbowl draft.
1: Did you draft him? Are you excited yeah. about Corey Davis? Is this the we breakout did. year?
0: We took him in round. I think it's like a round. It's a twenty-two round draft. Yeah, and we took him in round. I think like eighteen or nineteen. <laughs> yeah. So at that point, it's so dry. So we were like, okay, let's not take a wide receiver four. Let's just take a wide receiver two. So we're like, okay, yeah. who's the wide receiver two that's available? We said, okay, Corey Davis, former top five pick. Let's just hope he's this year's Devontae Parker, and we'll, take a, we'll just take a flyer on him.
1: He <laughs> just needed like six years to adjust to NFL
0: game speed. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Another thing about the Titans' tight ends is like, we saw what Delaney Walker did with the Delaney Titans. Delaney Walker, yeah. I know there's been a lot of change-ups with the team, but that guy was a stud. Oh uh, yeah, for fantasy points. I mean, he and got 100-plus 100, 100 targets. For
1: a and while. if Tannehill's quarterback, Tannehill has a long history of utilizing the tight end.
0: That's and, right. Uh,
1: yeah, I like that. And, yeah, if, if something doesn't work out with Derrick Henry, because we said for it to be a run-heavy team, a lot has to happen. The defense has to be clicking. The offensive yep. line has to be clicking. And Delaney Johnny Walker Smith, is
0: not going to play like he did last. Or uh, Derrick yeah. Henry is not.
1: Yeah. Der- Jonu Smith is, in my eyes, the second target. Mm-hmm right yes. behind aj brown especially in, zone, especially in the red zone especially in the red zone Ooh,
0: that's the best that's the best place <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right i'm gonna ask these same questions any players that every draft you're just avoiding you see them and you're looking at them mm-hmm. and it may make sense adp wise it may make sense but you just you can't click that draft button you go someone else start us off brandon you just know is gonna be bust.
0: well i've got like a few guys in mind in the We've, we kind of touched over him a little bit. One of the guys is uh, – we both hate Stephon Diggs. <laughs> um, we, I remember ranking him at the beginning. The Bills were our first team, and we are like, man, Stephon Diggs is actually pretty good. And we accidentally made a uh, – we did something wrong with the rankings. And we have, this, we have Stephon Diggs, I mean – or let me check my rankings real quick. We have Stephon Diggs so low that I am just – he's our wide receiver – is he wide receiver 36 for us? <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, we, oh, gosh. We, I mean, we have Curtis Samuel ahead of him. That's how, yeah. that's how low we are. And his ADP is four, round four. Around yeah. DK Metcalf, DJ Moore,
1: DJ Chark. I'm taking all those guys over him. Yeah. Well, but, and remember, but, say that. Guy. So you're going to say, Calvin? Josh Allen, he can throw the ball far. He can, he, not accurately, but far. How accurate you're, not is he? he's, he's, you're not excited about that? You're not excited about him overthrowing his Accuracy. Diggs? I think
0: his accuracy is like 59%. It's yeah, like, I was just I was just about so to touch on that.
1: He's basically the most inaccurate quarterback no, in the league,
0: but and people he, just get
1: excited because he threw 80 yards at combine. He, who cares?
0: Calvin, he is. He was the he, like he was actually set out as the least accurate quarterback on deep ball passes. So I don't care who they're bringing. People are like, okay, stefan Diggs, he's a deep ball guy. Okay, he had Kirk Cousins throwing to him, who's actually a very accurate deep ball quarterback. Yeah. And I think Kirk people Cousins forget that,
1: accurate.
0: sure, Josh Allen can get the ball to Stephon Diggs 60 yards down the field. Don't get me wrong, but it's going to be 15 feet away from him. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying, like, just don't like, don't think that Stephon Diggs is going to be great. Win, you know why you don't have the ball S- C- S- Stephon there. Diggs did so well to Vikings? Because Kirk Cousins has one of the best deep ball accuracy yeah. uh, percentages in the league.
1: Cousins is a good quarterback. That's John literally Hollandism. from, like,
0: top accuracy
1: to the absolute worst. So yeah. – so there may be more deep balls, but they're going to be worse ones. And oh, gosh. Here's the rationale everyone uses when I say anything about Josh Allen's deep ball accuracy. They're like, oh, he didn't have a tall wide receiver. It doesn't matter. It does doesn't matter. And, and you're acting like John Brown is horrible. John Brown's a good wide receiver. He was,
0: he was good last year. He was a very yeah. good receiver last year.
1: He, he's a good – he's not awful. And they're just I, – I don't get the Bills fans. The Bills fans are a little crazy on TikTok. They are.
0: And oh, and st- I didn't know that. And looking you at you guys,
1: get Bills fan comments. Do we, Brennan? I
0: don't think we do. no We get a lot of Steelers comments. Steelers okay, comments Steelers. are the biggest.
1: Yeah, I've stayed away from the Steelers because I have nothing positive to say about them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, we don't want to say anything bad because, or else our fans are gonna hate us. But <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Another thing with Stephon Diggs is like we we know who he's playing. His division has. Stephon Gilmore. It's got mm-hmm. the Dolphins, who had a huge upgrade in corners. By- uh, Byron uh, Jones. Byron Jones, And he, they play him twice a year. I'm, I'm staying away from yeah. Stefan so who? So, Brandon, do you have any other guys that you are absolutely yeah, avoiding? Like, give another um, guy maybe? Yeah. Another guy is Cortland Sutton. We talked about Drew Locke earlier. I don't think – this is a very run-heavy offense I expect mm-hmm. to see this year. And I don't think Drew Locke's amazing. I don't believe in the hype whatsoever. And we saw at the end of the year when Drew Locke stepped in, their connection was terrible. Yeah. Cortland Sutton's catch percentage was like fifty or forty percent. It was very, it was very bad.
1: And I watched was... a lot of Drew Locke, and mm-hmm. it's not very exciting. I think a lot of the no. hype comes from people wanting there to be another breakout late round Mm, quarterback. And they just manufacture hype around him. When you go watch him and it's like, oh, he's a pretty bad young quarterback.
0: He's he's like an
1: average rookie quarterback. He's not great. He's not great at all. Kevin, what are some players that you're just avoiding at all costs?
0: Yeah, so I'll give a couple real quick. Um, I did touch a little bit earlier on Devin Singletary and he's a guy I'm probably avoiding. Uh, I don't think there's a chance he even reaches me in any of my, based on his ADP. Uh, I just think – so Devin Singletary, we know, was a round two pick. And Mm -hmm. I think people are putting too much emphasis on Devin Singletary being, like, the star. Because, like, Zach Moss was a third-round pick. Like, people are putting way too much – like, they think there's a bigger gap than I think there is. Like, the Bills cared to go out and get Zach Moss, and they put put some capital out there on him. Well, Calvin, you you said earlier Frank Gore got 11 goal line carries.
1: Yeah. Where were Devin Singletary's? I I loved Singletary's. He had, like, two. And he converted them. He did. uh, I loved Singletary last year, but it doesn't look like they have any intentions of using him as the guy.
0: It's unfortunate because I was kind of a Singletary believer last year, if I'm being honest, Mm -hmm. but not this year. Yeah, so Devin Singletary's one of my guys. I'm just... With Zach Moss around, I think he could steal a lot of the goal line work, which we know six points is so crucial. And Josh mm-hmm. Allen. Josh Allen is a huge goal line sneaks. quarterback. Exactly. Yeah. So, Devin think sure, he's going to get some yards. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, you know, sure, he can go out and get me, you know, 90 yards. But if he can't get in the end zone, like, I'm just getting nine points, you know, and yeah. I'd much rather have 15. So, Devin Singletary is one of them. Another quick one. Um, Daniel Jones, actually, is a guy I'm avoiding in drafts. Uh, I think I might yes. be a little bit of an outsider on that. Daniel you Jones. agree? I
1: hate Daniel Jones. <laughs> okay, He's good. He's not very good, and he doesn't good. have many weapons. No. <laughs> yeah, and so Tate, like a- Golden Tate and uh, Sterling Shepard. Oh, you're forgetting Darius Slayton. Oh, Darius Slayton. <laughs> and Evan right. Ingram, the guy who's like always broken. Oh <laughs> my. Um,
0: yeah, but let me. So with Daniel Jones, though, uh, I think first off. I do think, you know, we got Jason Garrett, who's in town now. So I do mm-hmm. think that could maybe help a little bit because we did see Dak Prescott, you know, put up good numbers mm-hmm. with Jason Garrett. But we also saw Jason Garrett did a good job at using Zeke, which means he's going to have Saquon, and, which makes you love Saquon even more. Oh, Jason yeah. Used, um, Jason uh, Garrett is used to using a workhorse back. He's not going to be afraid to use Saquon Barkley just the Saquon's same way he used Zeke. going a huge year. Exactly. Yeah, so Saquon Barkley, agree. I think he's like the solid RB two. But when it comes to Daniel Jones um, – Yes, he does have some weapons that are all pretty mediocre. But um, I'm drafting a quarterback who I want to be able to start in the first <laughs> five weeks of the season. And I don't know if you guys know, here's a schedule the first four weeks. Oh, he's got no. Oh, no. home against Pittsburgh. Oh, He's going against Joe Hayden, making Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Their is pretty good, right? Yeah. <laughs> week, week two, he's playing at Chicago, oh, which goodness. is not great. Golden then he, they come back home against San Francisco – um, Richard Sherman, I think, could have um, a good You're time. You're going to force Daniel five Jones.
1: fumbles on him. <laughs>
0: there you go. He's a fumbling machine. And then he goes at the Rams, and he's going to be playing against Jim Aaron Ramsey Donald And Aaron Donald. So I think Daniel Jones, he's not a guy who I even, like, I'm telling you guys, week one, if you draft Daniel Jones, there are going to be guys in your waivers who are projected multiple points higher than than what your starting Daniel Jones would be on your like on your app. So I just think, you don't want to draft a guy who you can't. You feel yeah. like like Daniel Jones is not a good enough quarterback to feel like you can just wait around five weeks for him. So I mean, just don't yeah. don't draft him, especially the guys going around him. You much prefer like a guy like Matthew Stafford. I know you like oh a hundred percent. Even He's like my loves, even Ryan Tannehill. Like I think Ryan Tannehill is a pretty good value right now. And uh, compared Kirk to Cousins,
1: Stafford, Brady, Jared Goff. I'd rather all have of all of them. Those I'd, I'd probably I'd take
0: there. all of them over
1: Daniel Jones. What about oh, Baker? Baker's going right after him. Would you rather have Baker? I'd probably rather have Baker. I'd rather oh, I, Baker as I well. I think I
0: would too. Well, drafting-wise, I think yeah. if Week 5 comes around and I can pick up a quarterback, you know, maybe it's Daniel Jones. But drafting-wise, Daniel Jones is off of my board, 100%. I will not be I starting him. I agree
1: with that. He's off. I, I agree with that. I love that take. Before I let you go, I'm going to ask one last question, the most important question of them all. Ooh. Who is this year's Chris Godwin, that wide receiver, maybe a third year guy who just absolutely breaks out
0: gosh so it's that's such a tough take there's I mean, so
1: many it, guys there's so many guys that could yeah.
0: and if i could predict it you know i'd be freaking winning every freaking league i'm in <laughs> you know and I, but um Brandon, i think you've got a guy that you really like right yeah i've i've got a guy it's it's more it's hollywood brown hollywood brown. it's 100% hollywood brown i've i've talked about him earlier I just love the opportunity he has. I don't think the Ravens will run as much as last year, and he's their only wide receiver. Devin Duvernay and Miles Boykin are not attractive whatsoever. And I think Lamar. Jack- I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to run as much either. I think yeah. he's going to want to pass it more. And yeah, give me all Marquise Brown shares this year, especially I as agree. ADP. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah I have. I have. Um, I'll throw out two guys just because I feel like it. I'm going to mm-hmm. break the rules. Oh, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so one guy, a little bit on the higher end to pro- to project as like the Chris Godwin, but I'll still say him. I really like Allen Robinson this year. I think he could honestly finish as the wide receiver one, possibly if Michael Thomas doesn't quite do as well. Especially as we're if Foles
1: magic comes in. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, I think Allen Robinson is just
0: getting slept on. I think last year people don't quite realize that he was actually a very good receiver. Yeah. And he just gets so slept on. You know, he's kind of like one of those underrated guys and – I think every single year,
1: every single year, yeah. every
0: single year. and uh, looking at some of his stats, like after, like in the past five years, like he's one of the like top five. I think top six most talented receivers in the NFL, in my yeah. opinion. So I think Allen Robinson's a guy, but obviously you're still gonna have to spend some capital on getting him kind of earlier. But if he I almost, had to say one,
1: he had he got, sixteen. He had almost sixteen fantasy points per game last year.
0: Boom. Exactly. He has the chance to really do something, and he's he got a way more accurate QB too. Yeah. Yes. And if, and if I throw one other guy out, um, it's it's the DK Metcalf is a is a possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really don't love drafting him, but mm-hmm. I think if you're looking for a guy who could be like Chris Godwin, like type of increase, it could be DK Metcalf. Um, and I think he's probably. And then, I mean, OBJ at his current ADP has also potential to finish he's as a top tier receiver. so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going at wide receiver twenty four. So he's your. <laughs> They're last of wide receiver two, but he has potential to be the wide receiver one possibly. So if you're looking for a guy who could be the Chris Godwin, you need a guy with upside and oh, we've seen it from OBJ.
1: It feels crazy that we're saying Odell Beckham could be this year's breakout.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, oh. and it's, I know it's like crazy to say, but like we're looking at ADP <laughs> like, that he really, really, he really could be.
1: I agree it, with that one as well. Uh, So anything else you guys want to cover? I think this, this is going to be a good episode. I think. We got yeah, through a lot we, of players. I think we covered a,
0: a good amount of uh, topics in this episode. We did. I'm trying to think if there's a like. Oh, watch out for Chris Herndon this year. Um, Herndon? I think he's yep. definitely you know because he didn't play last year. I think people like pretty much are counting him out. But if you want to take a like a he's
1: been good. When he does wire play. pick. Yeah, I also exactly. like Blake.
0: I also like Blake Jarwin. Was I thought a sleeper. you were going to say
1: Blake Bortles.
0: Oh, yeah, the uh, the Rams back up. I, re- yeah. I think Goff will get injured. Yeah, if in Goff six. gets
1: injured week one, Blake Bortles has serious upside. <laughs> just like, oh, the, just yeah. like the
0: ESPN ADP. We'll take him over Sam Darnold. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, yeah, I think that's all I have to add, though. I mean, I hope, yeah. we, I hope everyone found some value coming out of our uh, what we're thinking today.
1: All right. Well, thank you guys so much for hopping on this. Uh, it was a lot of fun to talk with some other yeah. people about fantasy football instead of just myself in the basement. Well, fa- <laughs> well, we really appreciate you having us on the show, Calvin.
0: We're really glad we got to uh, share uh, fantasy heads with uh, someone else other than us, too. We're talking a lot <laughs> about fantasy lately, and we're glad to have shared knowledge with you. So,
1: Yeah, well, thank you for coming on. Hopefully the season happens. Hopefully the season oh, happens. We need really help. And hopefully, TikTok doesn't get banned. Those are the two things we're crossing our fingers for. Oh,
0: gosh. We need them both. We need to go two for two on this. But, yeah, two um, for two. We'll really hope so.
1: The stars align. TikTok doesn't get banned. The season stars happens. Align. And Matt Nagy uses David Montgomery. <laughs> the perfect there,
0: perfect there ending you go. to 2020. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. That is awesome.
1: All right. Thank you so much. I'll get this posted as soon as I can. Have a great day, guys. Thank you for coming on. It was a lot of fun. That was awesome. awesome. Thanks, See you, man. See ya.